0: hello friends it's that time time for real talk real life where we share stories that will impact your life so grab a cup of your favorite tea find your most comfortable chair as we get ready to journey into the circle. Subscribe now for future episodes.
1: Oh, you know, we, we, we don't meet as much as before. Right? We're winding down and
2: winding out. and <laughs> But really, not what winding down. What you are hearing the promo is, is the a sound thing, right?
0: of sisterhood.
2: So As we get
0: up, ready we get to, to journey with five of the 21 authors of 21 Resilient Women. So you guys were at number one
1: spot? Yes, we were. We, we were, were a couple of weeks there uh, uh, in uh, motivation, women motivational and empowerment and women's motivation. All of us are, are Canadians, right? All, uh, well, right, yeah, I think right. so, right? Yeah, But, but yes, uh, to our living in the U.S., Right. But immigrants, right? Really? Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: But immigrants. So that um, speaks yeah. volumes because yes. then you know we are we are um, we are taking it back to, to our culture.
0: Get ready to be inspired as we connect with Alicia, Jenny, Evelyn. Sweater, Shirley, and Angela. Hello and welcome, ladies. Welcome to In the Circle. It's such a wonderful pleasure to have wonderful, beautiful, resilient women on um, joining us in the circle today. And I am quite thrilled because I was able to read some of the um, the excerpts and stories from this excellent book. And what I would like for you to do, I'm not sure who's going to volunteer by show of hand or pointing at who you think will be best, to give my audience an idea of what this book is about, what they can expect when they grab this book, have it in their hand with a cup of tea, ready to drink. What do they expect? Who is it going to be?
2: Well, I'll say it's like a smorgasbord or or a buffet. Yes. And... You just have options from all around the world, essentially, Uh, in terms of the stories that are told. They are um, stories um, that are youthful. They are stories um, from um, more mature um, stages of life and all tell of challenges and victories and just a, a real celebration of women of all walks.
3: Yes.
0: Yes, and And, and I I may want so far. I that sounds like you've gotten it right there. I heard someone else popping in. Who was that?
3: It's Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hi, I wanted to add to Angela's um, statement that it's a book with diverse women showing multiple facets of their lives, and it's one of those books that you can find something for yourself, if it's around personal, family life, struggles, being resilient and overcoming uh, those struggles, if it's around career, if it's around other aspects of life, whether it's health and otherwise, there is something for everyone. I like to say of this book that although we are from diverse backgrounds and cultures, there is a resonance of similarity across all cultures and backgrounds that we all share. Yes. And that is our humanity.
0: Yes. Humanity is good, but I also noted too, it's it's how the humanity connects with women. I I, I find as I was reading through some of your stories, there was a connection there and and I you know I feel like it's because as a female reading this I was able to connect so easily and so well. Um, So I would love to get to know each of you a little bit more now that we have an idea of what the book is about. I'd love to know just a little bit more about you, the essence of Angela, and Shirley, and Evelyn, and Jenny, and Alicia, and sweater just to get an idea of of, of who you are. So we will start with you, Miss Angela. Give us a quick, you know, just a quick intro.
2: Well, hello again, Mm -hmm. I am, actually now retired. Mm-hmm. I'm a mother of four, um, three girls, an adopted boy and five grandchildren who are my heartbeat. I uh, worked in the um, community college uh, during my most of my working years. I was born in Jamaica. I grew up in Illinois and some guy won my heart and brought me here to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> one years later, he's downstairs doing the dishes.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Angela.
2: Shirley,
1: um, would love to hear your introduction. Yes, I, I'm Shirley Chisholm. I am the mother of three young ladies. I don't call them girls anymore. <laughs> They're young ladies. And grandmother to three, um, two boys and a girl. And I am I am in the corporate Canada space, as you know, that's my domain. I work um, for um, inter- international insurance brokerage, and um, have moved um, through the ranks with um, you know some difficulty and challenges which I didn't address in the book but you know that's the the next story to come um, yeah. um and and through those challenges um I met uh, Alicia without whom I wouldn't be here today on this uh to talk about this book um I I, uh, I moved to Canada from Jamaica 20 uh, 30, 32 years ago um yeah, so I I left there um I came up on vacation with $250 and decided I wasn't going back. (laughs) And so (laughs) I I stayed on and um, within uh, 18 months, I was a a permanent resident and, um, you know, moved on from there. But um, yes, that's my story. I didn't write about those challenges in my book, but in the book, but that's part two.
0: (laughs) Evelyn, I would love to hear your introduction.
4: Uh, Thank you. Um, so, I am from Trinidad and Tobago, and I came here when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, went to school here and fell in love with the nonprofit sector, and have been doing nonprofit and social impact work for almost 20 years now. Um, and really have a passion for supporting women, um, helping them to see their potential, because sometimes we, we don't tend to see that so easily. Uh, And so I really, really love working with women and empowering young girls and women to, you know, achieve their dreams.
5: Excellent. So next, let's get to know Jenny. So my name is Jenny. Um, I came to Canada in 2006. Um, I'm the mother of two boys. Mm -hmm. And how I got involved in this uh, phenomenal collaboration uh, was uh, a reach out from our chief architect, uh, Daisy we've been connected for the longest time online Um, and so it was wonderful to sort of get the invitation. I think I immediately knew that I was in the right space when we had the uh, inaugural meeting because I jumped on the call and I had three ladies, four ladies say hi Jenny, hi Jenny and that was fantastic Um, and I think I instantly knew I was in the right place, even though I may not have had as established a relationship with Daisy as some of the other ladies, because I know those ladies who recognized me and and welcomed me in and I I know their passions and I know what drives them. And those, those passions resonate very much with my passions. So that helped me to know that I was automatically in the right place. Yeah. And it was just a second level of endorsement. And so, um, similar to, uh, Evelyn, um, I'm also very passionate about women's empowerment and it's funny cause I'm in a house full of men. I don't have daughters. I have a, son, <laughs> and I have a husband, so I'm the only girl. Um, but interestingly enough, um, That is a space that I'm extremely passionate about. I'm a CPA by professional training. I came here as an internationally trained accountant, got my Canadian CPA, worked in corporate Canada for over 10 years and then moved into the nonprofit sector really through a journey of self-discovery which was through the network I founded, Black Female Accountants Network, which I think started off in four years ago where I knew one Black female accountant in Canada. And now we're up to 1,400 members with a great Brilliant. track record of um, what we have done to help the community move forward, the professional community within our community. So yeah, that that's really a little bit about me. Thanks, Jenny.
3: Now over to you, Alicia. I am a cisgender... Immigrant, Black mother um, of Caribbean heritage, Jamaican uh, Mm -hmm. uh, background. And I I really introduced myself as such just to show my social positioning in in life. Uh, We may want to add into that, um, you know, highly educated. hold myself up through um, education. I really invest a lot in education and I think it's so important and that's so, that's a a part of me and I give back in that space. A little bit about what I do, I work in the post-secondary sector in diversity and inclusion and human rights really establishing workplace and a learning environment where everyone can fulfill their full potential, can belong and can show up and get their education, get their credentials, as well as working in a space that's respectful of them and they can thrive and achieve uh, the, the, the the most of the opportunity of, of, of working in that space. So. That's a little bit about me. I have two children, hmm. uh, a boy and a girl. Uh, so far, I've heard of all the girls and all the boys. So I, I got the million. I got the million. I got the millionaires' family. So <laughs> yes. So that's a little bit about me. Thank you so much, Alicia.
0: Sweta, I would love to hear your introduction.
6: Uh, my name is Sweta Regmi. I immigrated to, um, I mean, I left Nepal. That's where I'm from. Uh, one of the poorest country in the world, if you guys don't know, uh, land of Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. I left um, when I was 20, right after I got married, um, arranged marriage. Um, So I got married and then I left uh, um, and I came to States uh, with my hubby and um, then he got laid off. Uh, Then we had to move to Canada. So we had applied for a Canadian uh, PR. So luckily it was timely so then we moved um around 2021 mm-hmm. um and then i was a newcomer to canada went to college here i got a job in bank and moved up the ladder then got laid off and um, got some soul searching a traveled volunteer and whatnot and mm-hmm. then um, got the job back again uh, then decided this is not for me corporate world is not for me i had enough i was kind of like burnt out then i found it uh, this company, Teach and Do Career co- Consultancy, where I teach newcomers and laid off uh, worker how to get back to, um, mm-hmm. you know, the career that you love. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting that you said that because it seems as if you're helping and supporting people that have gone through what you went through
6: that's exactly why i chose i wanted to transfer the skills that i already got and um, i can relate with the emotions and um, those sessions uh, could be heavy sometime let me tell you
0: trust you have enjoyed getting to know each of these wonderful women better now we're going to dig further into the book are you ready to be inspired let's go It said, I was forced to take personal responsibility for everything. Not sure if you remember that part in in, in, in your section. The good, the bad, and the indifferent. This was a hard pill to swallow and led to many sleepless nights and soaked pillows. But because, but, but because I stuck with the process, I overcame the challenges and this 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 part for you just stood out for me because you know the book is talking about resilient women and as i'm reading through it you know i was looking to see where the but was going to come in because of the head you know the title of the book and you did say but because i stuck with the process and so i i just wanted to get a, a, a feeling from you what were you going through at that time because you, know, you had said that you had hit rock bottom and you know you you needed to to take yourself out of that you you adopted um, a, a process and I'll let you talk a little bit more about that process of visu- you know visualization, um, gratitude journaling that those steps I'm not going to say all of them I'll let you speak to it but I think those steps will be very helpful and very pertinent for anyone that is searching and
3: going through a process. Can you go ahead and speak to that for me, Alicia? Oh man, Candace, you when you read that, my hands get, got sweaty, my oh, palms got sweaty. I'm like, oh my gosh, I I remember writing that section and I was, I, I could have said more, but with uh, how many words did we get? 2,500 <laughs> words for, for our essay. We, we really couldn't get into it. So thank you for getting into that section. And it's the hard part of the book. Uh, it's the yes. hard part of my story. And I'm like, why did Candice have to pick that part? <laughs> uh, yeah, so a lot was going on. Four years, I was out of the workforce. And it was by choice. And uh, I was raising younger kids. I also... Uh, was studying, I was doing a law dis- degree through distance study you know, from, from uh, the University of London. So during that four years, so many things happened. It was trying to study, but also having some really difficult uh, family issues and uh, trying to find work that was meaningful to me. So it was a lot that was going on during that time where my self-esteem was on the floor. I'm trying to find uh, myself as an individual. uh, And I was also trying to not having that financial backbone, having uh, not having a job at the time. So things got really tough. And um, my sense of my identity was lost, was raising these uh, children and and in a in 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 a family where I, I I felt like my contribution was not showing up fully and contributing as much as I could to the world, and I struggled with that. I really struggled because I'm like, there's more out there. I can do more. I am more, and so things were really, really hard. I looked in the mirror and I didn't know the person. It was yeah. like, who's that? And I didn't know myself. And it was in those moments of um, not identifying the person that I knew myself to be, that I had to uh, make certain tough decisions, some choice and and had to, um, come to grips that i'm responsible for my life and um and the outcomes and what i contribute to this world and that was how uh you know things changed turned up they didn't turn around for the better at first at first first it got so that was bad yeah Yeah. let's go to the next phase which is really bad where uh you know many people don't know but i You know, a woman's shelter helped me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I didn't go there to stay or anything, but they did help me through certain processes. And yeah, so like Jenny, I'm really committed to empowering women because I know that uh, once women have their strength under them and once they are able to be their full self, the sky is the limit for them. And so I hit that rock bottom and it was in those moments of tears and uh, confusion that somehow I was introduced to a network marketing company. And they were big on this thing called personal development and professional development and going to these conferences. And that was the time when I learned certain names uh, and went on, YouTube and listen to the Jim Rohns and the yes. and the Carveys and the you know Dar- Darren Hardy and all all so many of them the Oprahs and the Lisa Nichols and all those people thank goodness that YouTube was free or yeah. is free so I was able to dig into those purchase yes. some books purchase some books as well and uh, God bless my sponsor for this um, network marketing who introduced us to journaling and also writing affirmation statements and so i have a stack of maybe a hundred affirmation statements as i see them i write them down and every and so a part of the you you talked about the process part of the process was really Getting up early, going through my statements, really, really taking them in, feeling them, seeing myself in them, being them, as well as journaling. You know, every day I write a gratitude statement. If it's, I'm grateful for life or I'm grateful. for the shelter that you know that we have I'm grateful for my family and friends just simple statements like those it really reminds me of the basis of life it's not just about the job and, uh, and the things yes. you have but people and relationships and things like that yeah. and the other thing that, that I do well. I'm I'm a, I'm a prayerful person I, yes. I pray incessantly uh, for myself, my loved ones, my friends. And so, so those are some of the things and just a, con- a, a desire to always become better through whatever means. And you talked about education, educating myself is one of those, as well as you know seeking the right environments and supports and the right associations like all my friends here.
0: That was a powerful share. Thanks so much for sharing, Alicia. Now let's continue with Jenny. Um, I'm going to touch on Jenny um, for a little bit. I I have you next on my list here. And I, I pulled something out. First, the heading that you have is to behave as her inner woman prompts. And <laughs> so I looked at that, I was like, okay, wh- what? what is the prompting that's going on? And it's such a great teaser. And, you know, and I encourage all of our listeners as you're listening to this, this is one of the reasons why you need to definitely grab this book. In short, I have realized a valuable lesson of leadership. The wielding positive collective influence at least has the potential to be much more powerful than personal contribution. So it's it's like the the positive collective influence versus personal contribution co- um, contribution. Excuse me. Can you expand on that a little bit? Help
5: our audience understand um, to what you speak of. Yes, certainly. So as someone who um, was really for the first six years of their life an only child, and you know, let's face it, by the time you're six, you know you're fully cooked. You know you have you know you're an individual. <laughs> you've got a sense of self. Um, you're used to having everything, you haven't shared. Um, and so I'm one of these people that um, I'm comfortable being alone, if that makes any sense. So so I don't get lonely and I'm comfortable being alone. So for instance, I'm not one of the, I'm not someone who needs a gym buddy. You know, I'm not so, I can sit in a, in a movie theater on my own because my view is when they turn the lights off, well, you're all concentrating on the movie anyway. Whereas, <laughs> you know, other people, you know, that they have to go with someone.
4: Yeah. So,
5: and that, you know, I always try to figure that out. Where is that coming from? But it really is coming from the fact that for the first six years of my life, I was an only child before any other siblings came. Mm-hmm. And so you carry that. You see, unconsciously you carry certain uh, traits from childhood but you're carrying them unconsciously right so for the first six of my first six years of my life where I had to do things on my own get it done fix it I was carrying that unconsciously through the rest of my my life and so to the point where for a long time it was so difficult for me to ask for help
3: Mm. really
5: difficult because it's like well you got this and I think you find yourself in certain life situations, moving country being one of them, Mm -hmm. because in our case, we didn't have any family here at all. And we still don't. It is literally just our own family unit. So no aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, parents, nothing. And so that African proverb really came to the fore when we moved here about, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the challenges that you face, particularly when you're trying to re-enter the workforce and reconnect with your profession, um, as someone who came from a regulated industry and had the credentials and 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 just the the toughness of, of associated with that journey. And so I think what I came to learn is yes, you can achieve all these various things as an individual, but one voice is so muted. And it goes back to this expression. I don't know if it came from England, but that's where I heard it from the most, you know, one tree can't make a forest, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, seeing what I saw with the whole immigrant professional journey, young girls from our community would ping me on linkedin and say you know jenny you've got a great finance and accounting career i'm on a flagship program at you know one of the top canadian universities but i'm thinking of dropping out never met any of these ladies but immediately that surrogate mother chip gets activated what what are you doing
3: Doing, and
5: and it was a resounding reason every single time well I've been on my first internship, second internship, third internship. I never saw anyone who looked like me at the company. And so it's the classic of you cannot be what you cannot see. Mm -hmm. So it gets to a point where you have a moment of realisation and self-reflection to say, you know, what can I do? What can I do in a small way to help in this regard? And so being big on advocacy, but at the micro level, So that's really how BFAN, Black Female Accountants Network, came really into existence through our future generation of female finance and accounting leaders needing that support, needing to understand that there are VPs like Shirley, you know, there are executives out there, but they don't see them. So how do we create a collective forum where they see them, feel inspired, feel motivated, get that career advice, get that support while they're on their programs, get that support when they leave college, entering the workforce. How are we going to do that? Mm -hmm. And that's something that you absolutely need, the collective, because what we have achieved as a group, honestly, even in the next five decades, we couldn't have done it if it was just an individual. So it was just a huge lesson about, you know, if you're looking for... A certain level of personal excellence, and as many have mentioned, Alicia, for instance, you know, the education is huge. You know, in our culture, it's all about the education. All about the education, yeah. Honestly, you know, and in my case, coming from you know West African family, that is number one. Like, it's not even it's non negotiable. But you see, as you mature in life, and, and you and you have more life experiences. Um, And someone mentioned it a few years ago. You know, in the first 20 years, you're learning. In the next 20 years, you're earning. In the next 20 years, you're teaching, you're giving back. And I'd never heard that before, but it makes a lot of sense because you get to the point where you think, okay, what can I do to at least change, make a little bit of a positive change around me? So that's really where the whole thing about the power of the collective. really, really comes from just based on, you know, the success we've had within the network primarily.
0: Such wonderful nuggets of learning so far. So let's dig a little further into what Jenny said by getting some perspective from Angela. That saying that Jenny just, that, that Jenny just, you know, that quote that she just made about the 2020 with the last bit being teaching um, and you're retired. Do you find that to be so?
2: Are you in... In that teaching stage absolutely yes i i like that jenny and i thought yeah i'm at that's where i am i'm at that teaching stage and it's uh, this is a time when you uh, well for me when i think about well what would i have done differently and what can i do for those coming behind and so that that is um i guess my contribution to being in this group is um i wanted To be in a position to um, empower younger professionals um, who are mothers and wives and whatever else they may be and are trying to climb that corporate ladder, trying to personally develop and professionally develop and um, just thinking of ways to, um, I guess, from my own experience and experience of others around me, give them some tools to work with.
0: What a great example of living unselfishly, seriously thinking of others and ensuring that your support will be able to help those generations behind you. Angela is such a wonderful example of what you can do of setting a purpose in your life, even through retirement. Now, let's get ready to dig into Shredder's story a little more. What What is it that you think was the reasoning behind needing to have to do your own thing versus adjusting or molding to the corporate environment that you were in?
6: Absolutely. So I think um, working in the corporate world for more than 12 years, when you get laid off, it just doesn't hit you. You kind of have that ego inside you thinking that, Mm -hmm. hey, they need me. I'll be back up like next day. Who cares? Kind of thing. Yeah. A lot of people. I think people try to go back um, right away thinking that nothing happened, but it's huge. And I think. it takes a toll on you. And then you would never feel the same. Uh, You know, there's a thing called empathy and sympathy, right? Like, you know, my husband got laid off, I had no idea. Like, you know, I was like, Okay, honey, it's gonna be good. We dealt it as a couple. But when it came to my own timing, I was like, Oh, my God, I did not feel what he felt like so many years ago. And the low like, I felt like I was nobody. I earned, like, I I worked with an award-winning company. I got multiple awards as the best manager, top managers, like, you know, stuff like that. But all of a sudden, when the title was taken away, I felt like, man, I'm good for nothing. Mm
4: -hmm. And I was
6: literally thinking, I'll do any job. And at that point, I was like, my self-esteem was so low. I was kind of, I was even going to go and step down and say, I just need a job, leadership role. And I think the huge mistake was not knowing who I was, was my strength. And I tried to run away from reality, to be honest. So one day I pay, I called the airline. I talked to my hobby. I said, listen, I I really am going crazy. So I'm going to leave my kids behind with my parents. My kids, like, you know, now they're 13 and eight. Uh, my parents, um, and then are you okay with it? So I want to go and see my sponsor kid. I want to see how do they live, right? How, like, I want to go and like, you know, do something meaningful when I have nothing to give it. I want to do something really, really meaningful. So I, I travel, I book one way ticket not knowing not knowing like, you know what, if I'm going to survive even one week, one week to get right. It was expensive. So I said, okay, I'm going to go next week. And everyone was shocked. And I couldn't believe that I would do it. So I've never stepped into gym in my life, let me tell you. So then, um, and then I had to walk uphill in the mountain between eight to 10 hours to reach there almost died, like, you know, no lights, nothing. And that's when I started to hit me. I was like, Oh my God, all these times, like, you know, I'm thinking I'm miserable. I am so blessed. They don't have anything mm-hmm. to like, you know, and it, it gave me the new meaning. So I said, when I go back, I really want to do like, you know, something for people where I can relate my transferable skills. So I had that yes. like, you know, on my mind, like what I wanted to do, but then bills have to be paid. Right. Right. So then I developed this framework and it started working, like, you know, and I got multiple offers and I said, okay, I wanted to be comfortable. I went to the banking sector again, leadership role. I was there for a year and I, and then I moved to from Toronto to Sudbury, right? It was a huge hit for me. Mm. And I'm working with a different demographic. And you know, when you feel like, when you don't see anybody like you there, you feel like yes. you, know, you don't belong there. And I really like that what um, uh, Jenny said, if you don't see it, you know it's not happening right so and that's what I felt every day going to it and then Friday I packed up my bag and I said um I'm after we thoughtful thinking talking to my family I sent an email to my VP I said I'm not coming back thank you right so Mm -hmm. I didn't have any job anything but I was doing the side hustle for free to newcomers I said it's gonna work they need me more than corporate world needs me so I just decided to run with it yeah
0: Wow. Wow. And there's a lot of bravery in there. A lot of, you know, decisions to say, okay, this, this, this is it. Um, you made a, a, a comment in there that reminded me of Elisa's note. So I'm like, okay, when you're, when you realize that, okay, there, there is something to be thankful for. I'm, I'm in this, the trenches here, but there is something to be thankful for. And there's another comment too, that I'm not sure if any of the ladies could relate to when you lost the position, when you lost that title it's as if you lost yourself and you're wondering why are you tied to this position so much when it's not necessarily you or is it? But I'm going to shift gears a little bit over to Miss Shirley. She went on a different road completely and spoke about the M word. Shirley, over to you. Let us know what, <laughs> what led up to you know, the the, the challenges you're facing on a health perspective and and how that affected going through menopause. Thank you
1: so much, Candice. And to my esteemed um, colleagues on this journey, um, you guys have done me so proud. I'm just so amazed um, every time I hear you speak about your stories and the reasons behind it. And, you know, I recognize that we have, many complexities in our complexions, but we are all one, we're all connected mm-hmm. by the one thing that we are, the human race. No matter what we are in our complex, uh, complexions and the complexities of that, we are the human race and we have common experiences. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I, all of your stories so far has resonated and, um, and perhaps that's why you know, even though we're all unique in our experiences, I knew, I, I, I recognized that it would be told excellently by my peers. So I took a different road and that's why I moved in this direction. As a community um, and, and as a woman, I think we don't speak about menopause because it might have a stigma against yes. our, us and our sexuality, our femininity. And I think um, from one of the feedback, one of my good friends gave me, uh, she said, um, I'm so glad that you've healed enough to speak about this publicly. And I thought, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and it is, it is a stigma (laughs) because we we wear, and this is why I wanted to speak about it because we wear it as a cloak of shame. We wrap ourselves, I, I know a lot of my friends, they're going through it. They make excuses for it. They're struggling. And because they are not openly speaking about it, they cannot get the help they need. Mm-hmm. Had, I not, um, had I not spoken openly to my friends about it, I wouldn't know that they were going through it because I opened that door and they were able to share their experiences with me as I wrote in the book. Um, you know, like we saw, changes in some of our, our, our friends, their personalities change, mm-hmm. their, their appearances changed. You know, it, it does impact your appearances because your mm-hmm. hair starts to thin out. You know, I, I had, you know, a <laughs> of hair. I was known by my hair, you know, I had hair that bounced as you walk and my hair started to thin and I didn't know why, you know? Um, so, you know, all of these hormonal impacts, uh, you know, is part, part of the, the the menopause taking its effect. Going through the process was, I I found out when I was pregnant with my second child that um, there might be something else going on. And, Mm -hmm. uh, And this is when it really came to light that this might have more impact on my health than just, you know, it's not just a cosmetic uh, process. It's not, you're not going to have to deal with it just because you don't like how it's making you look. It's not just for cosmetic reasons that you're going to have to deal with this. It, it could impact your health in many other ways. And I, I think that is one of the reasons that women should focus on the collateral issues that arise when you, know, you don't deal with the symptoms the symptoms that that, uh, might be, you know, telling you that something else is going on in your body. Just from a medical perspective, I
0: feel, and I'm not sure if this is still the case, as women that we tend to delay, we will go to the doctor more than men, I find, but we tend to delay taking care of um, apart ourselves. We will go, but we may put it off and put it off and put it off because the kids may need to go to the dentist and need to remind the husband to, you know, go do his checkup and you're balancing a number of things. I think Alicia, you know, touched on all these different things that you're trying to balance with school and this and, and all that stuff. And you're not necessarily um, putting yourself, your health first, um, do, was that yes. in your case, uh, Shirley, or you? You sensed it, and you said, "No, I'm not going
1: to play around. I'm going to address this." It was more, most, you know, for me, I, I had other issues. <laughs> I, had, I had other reasons, and but primarily, what I didn't know was my health history from my family,
6: mm-hmm. and
1: so you know that is something that uh, again because I was. Um, you know, my mom passed away when she was uh, 38. My dad passed, was much older and he passed away much, um, you know, when I, when I was, uh, before I went to high school. So, you know, I don't have that um, close knit family history and, uh, you know, like in our culture, people don't talk about, mm-hmm. you know, these things. We don't uh, we don't you know I, I say we need to open the kimono and let people in let people know what's going on so h- here we have um when i when i was going through the issues and having these conversations with my doctor and then you know went to new york and spent some time with my sister and i was sharing with her and then she said oh but i had that you know years ago mm-hmm. go, what Yeah, You know, I don't remember hearing about that. You know, they do these things. It's private. And, um, you know, had I known that my my niece, which I didn't write about in the book, and I hope she's not listening. I hope, well, I'm not calling her name. She had (laughs) it at 21. She had this total, total hysterectomy at 21 years old. The doctor had a consultation. 21. 21. He was, the doctor was so um torn up about it because she had never even had a boyfriend at that time yet she was going to have a total hysterectomy because she had no quality of life Mm. so with that history and you know uh, you know knowing that I knew that you know I had to do I wasn't going to get around it if I wanted quality of life I needed to address that it doesn't take anything from me as my you know I'm one of the most feminine women, when I go out there, you know, I, I it doesn't do anything for your femininity nor your sexuality. Not for me. I mean, it might affect people differently. But I think that is one of the stigmas that women do not want to talk about this because they feel that they might be perceived in a different light. I, I, I When we talk about cultural um, issues, I, I know um, we, we have certain stigmas, you know, in our culture and different ethnicities have their, you know, issues. But Mm -hmm. I was surprised recently when um, one of my colleagues, a Caucasian woman, she had Bell's Palsy. And during that uh, time, when she started to communicate with different family members, she found out that this cousin had had it before, her uncle had had it before. So, you know, so it's not just that, uh, you know, us as a, you know, different, cult, you know, each culture, for some reason, we just go through these things, but we never share them. We, it's not, you know, something we talk about at Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know, it, you know, unless that person didn't show up because of the, the issue. But we all have issues that we need to be more transparent around.
0: Yes, and especially with our children. We we yes. probably need to, to start speaking to our children and, and, and so that it, it you know they will know as yeah. they get older and, and go through things. What an impactful journey shared by Shirley and sound advice as it relates to health. Now let's go over and listen in with Evelyn. It says after I graduated after I graduated high school and was getting ready to go off to university, my uncle visited and sat on the stairs leading up to my room. In the most cold and dismissive way, he asked my dad why he was spending good money on sending me to school. Don't you know that she will go off and get married? How will that benefit you? And I read that and I go, oh my goodness. To hear that as a high school graduate, but what I what I really love too is that you mentioned what your dad, your 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 dad just, you know, he he brushed it off. Is that that's almost the way in which I would term it, that he didn't take that seriously. And it sounds like it could be a cultural thing, but tell 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 our audience how how did that impact you to hear to hear that, to say, you know, why waste time on on a daughter? Yeah.
4: I think if uh, it goes back to the story earlier um, where it happened before, right? Where um, in my family, my grandfather decided that I would stay home and mm-hmm. take care of my family. And so it, it was a, a familial value <laughs> that the young woman would stay home and take care of, of the children. Um, and that goes back to all the patriarchal uh, structures where that's the place for a woman to be, you know? And so, when he said that to me it did really upset me because it reignited how i felt when i was um you know having to stay home for seven years of my very young life when education was so important um yeah my dad did brush it off um because you know it's not a thing you don't confront family right you you don't confront family and so um but it it gave me and I saw this the other day from Evan McMichaels. I think he said, you have to use the pain mm-hmm. to propel yourself. And that's what it did for me. Um, while it really infuriated me, I found a positive way to use that pain to push myself to do more. And every time I wanted to give up, mm-hmm. I knew that you know I couldn't because I would prove them right. Um, yeah. And so it just kept pushing me to do more and do better.
0: When I feel stuck, I ask myself three questions. What would I do if I weren't afraid? What's the worst thing that can happen? What would I want for my sister, niece, or daughter? And, you know, it's, it's it, you know, I think this is such a great process. And, you know, I, I hear different ones from each of you as, as, as we go through, you have a system that you have in play to kind of get you through life. And it's because of the pain, as you said, Evelyn, that you use that pain to propel and to move forward. And I thought that was so nicely put together. Thank you so much. I
2: greatly appreciate that.
0: It's now time to engage with Angela. Let's listen in.
2: Well, my story is called Keeping My Vineyard and Sporting New Tires. And it's looking at uh, the the. The sole care that we need for ourselves, you know, being on this uh, treadmill of life. Mm. And although I had gone into retirement, I went into retirement with a plan. And that I'm was. Sorry, so-
0: I'm going to interrupt you there for a
2: moment. Can you say that again, please?
0: Because I think that's an important message for people to hear. Say that again for me, please.
2: I went into retirement with a plan. Is that what with you want? To do? Mm-hmm. With a plan. Yes, absolutely. And I expected I was gonna keep the pace of, the the plan would be the same pace as um, my work life. However, during the pandemic, I um, got into a situation where I had to take time and really um, take a look at how the speed at which uh, things were happening with me. And so the, the message in my story is even for, for people who are in retirement is to remember to take care of yourselves. Um, and the plan, you know, the plan doesn't always have to be, uh, what you think it is, but be Mm open-minded. And so, um, there was a statement that I learned, um, shortly after I retired, someone said to me, I have a new definition for retirement. And, uh, She's I said really she said yes. Um it's called putting on new tires (laughs) said re tire, get it? Yes, re-tire, putting on
0: new tires. (laughs) We need that on a shirt, a t-shirt, re-dash tire. That is fantastic. Fantastic. And, and so retirement, it's, 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 it's putting on that, as you said, that new tire, that new direction, that doing what we consider to be retirement at all. It sounds as if the journey has just started, just like it's just started again for you, Miss Angela. So thank you so very much. So ladies, in closing, um, what does the future hold? What, what, what do you see down the road? So I'm just excited to kind of hear what are the future plans? What, what's the vision like for, for each of you in closing? And I'm not sure who is going to let our audience know where they can get this wonderful, beautiful book. But I'm going to start with you, Miss Angela. Um, you know, what, what's, what's, what's the future? Uh, what does the future hold for you?
2: Well, the, my future uh, it's looking like I'm putting on branches. <laughs> wow. So, yes, the plan that I had um, has taken a little bit of a turn for the better. I have discovered that I what I was looking at was continuing. I was an, uh, a um, career advisor in the college system for a long time, and I was going to continue on that path as an entrepreneur. But I'm realizing now that there are the things that and deep down in my soul, I really um, find more, more food.
0: Yes. And more fulfilling to do. And what I like, this is like the second statement that you've made that it comes out in a way that listen, life, life is elastic. It's flexible. I'm, I'm, you know, I may start a path, but I'm, I'm, I'm good with changing it if I need to. And I think that's a very important message um, to get out there. Thank you so much. And, and, and thanks for, for joining us in the circle. Um, Miss Jenny, what, what's going to be going on
5: in, you know, the future for you? Well, interestingly enough, I started uh, a second career, in a sense, uh, in workplace diversity and inclusion uh, three years ago. And I think I see myself very much working towards deepening um, my ambitions in that space. Mm. Um, I've been very fortunate in in the last couple of years to have had a lot of speaking engagements. Um, So I've been approached to do more of that. And so my cpa qualification is still very important to me and i make sure i do what i need to do to maintain my license and keep up to date with what's happening in that profession however just the impact mm-hmm. that um, you know many of us can make uh, in the dni space particularly when it comes to representation i think bfan revealed something to me that that i hadn't seen before and you just think to yourself well if you can make an impact in, in a volunteer capacity you know what does the future hold what what's the potential um, if you're doing um, you know as, as, as your as your day ambition so mm-hmm. I see myself continuing mm-hmm. in the diversity and inclusion space um, you know using my networks um, using my speaking um, to really make the workplace more diverse more inclusive mm-hmm. um, yeah that's that that yeah. would be it.
0: Isn't it funny that 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 we're still talking about diversity and inclusion after all these years it i'm, I'm, I'm trying to be positive that yes i'm seeing change there is. Um, but it's it's very it's slower than I thought so, so miss sweater what's going to go on with with a teach and do or are you branching out into into other things.
6: So, i mean i normally work with the 101 you know one-to-one um, customized sessions so i've been feeling this lately that when i get invited to for like you know speaking engagement and whatnot out there by colleges and like non-profit i feel like the impact is greater so mm-hmm. i'm targeting like you know colleges and universities to make more impact to the people because colleges and universities are not teaching how do you go about getting those, um, you know, career that you you were like, you know, once dreaming about? Right. So um, I wanted to make global impact altogether. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, internationally in Canada, there are a lot of things going on for people who are graduating um, right after. And there is like it's a darkness out there. They don't know what to do. They know personal branding and marketing, but they don't know how to apply it. Uh, right. Yes. So all learn it. Luckily, we've come so far, but now it's for me to give it back and then get engaged with those people around the world um, for teaching do on behalf of Teaching do, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Um Miss Evelyn, what's what's gonna be happening for you? What's on your plate to, in the future?
4: Well, um, i I think the story, uh, the experience of the story has helped me to become much more comfortable with vulnerability. And so I, uh, I, I'm wanting to stay with that a little bit longer and get more comfortable in my skin. You yeah. know, I've, I've grown up in an environment where it's it's it was more important to be the. The thing that people prefer, mm-hmm. <laughs> and not so much the thing that you are. And I yeah. want to spend some more time with that. Um, but also, uh, like Jenny, uh, leading a network of of women, nonprofit women. So really trying to do more in that area and supporting them as they also go, um, you know, on their own path of growth.
0: Yes, yes, and that is um, so important to to have recognized that that yes, you we We all tend to conform to our environments quite a bit, especially when we're younger and and as we develop and grow, we start real kind of almost finding ourselves and it sounds like you're you're on that journey to find yourself and i'm I'm so excited to to see what's gonna come um, from that for sure so alicia what's 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 coming down the pipeline for you
3: i I always see myself as someone wanting to make meaningful contributions in whatever space i find myself so it would be more of that making more meaning contributions at the micro level within my family ensuring that that my children are set up for success whatever that looks like for them Mm -hmm. and charting a path that um, society will be more equitable for mm-hmm. them as they step out there. Uh, so like Jenny, I have a burning desire to really contribute in a space where there's more inclusivity and equity in the spaces around us
0: mm-hmm. in
3: whatever way that is. Yes. So that's, that's at the micro level. I also want to do that in the workplace as well, ensuring that everyone is able to fulfill on their dreams and their aspirations and to be fully used up by the time they retire themselves (laughs) doing something else. right? Um, As well, making contributions in the community I find that I get so much joy from my volunteering in the community. Yeah. whether it's on the backpack project, supplying stu- children in the commu- in the Caribbean with uh, school supplies and basic personal hygiene uh, items. that gives me so much joy as well as contributing in my community to the Caribbean, um, the Canadian Caribbean Association of Halton. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was out serving hot meals to people in the community and giving them uh, fresh food baskets that we, we, we have gathered. So it's it's incredible. I see myself as someone who wants to make a contribution to the lives of others, because I know that in enriching others lives the enrichment comes right back to me at the soul level
0: i always challenge people that have not volunteered i challenge them to do so um and it's it, it tires you out and you do what you need to do when you volunteer but when you leave you're you're just so fulfilled and i see miss angela at applauded that too she's in agreement and i think most of you are because you're really um you're really serving people that's really what each of you are doing. You're serving people not only in what you do, but you're serving with what you had placed in this book. Um, so so grateful for that. And of course, last but absolutely not least, I'm going to go ahead and close out uh, with Miss Shirley. Um, what's what's in the future for you apart from a, a book, another book? I, I I can hear it. There's another book coming through, Miss Shirley. But but what else is in is in store for you?
1: Well, I I agree with. Um... Jenny on the, you know, learning 20 years, the earning 20 years, and now I'm in my, t- <laughs> my teaching, but it overlapped. I Nobody told me about the overlapping. Right. So, um, I'm still earning, but also teaching and giving back out uh, through various, um, uh, not for profit uh volunteer opportunities um i think you know as women you, you know we actually we see the need much you know because women do not have um that um the opportunity for advancement as easily as, as men and i think because we don't put our hands up the men own the space so it's hard for you to find somebody that looks like you to mentor you so mm. when you have this position um you know uh, where you have Something that you have, you can give back. I think it's incumbent on you to do so. And so uh, I I do that. um, I I continue to do that through Ewin Ebony Women International Insurance Network. We we mentor and uh, coach and um, network uh, amongst with with black women and young people and career changers, so that we can help them to find viable. opportunities and uh, employment and career opportunities in the insurance space because it's not a space that's very well served yeah. by my, minorities so that's my passion right now and um, yeah a couple more books a
6: couple <laughs> Ooh, good one. a couple oh, more one. And a,
0: just one, a couple more well this book has been quite inspiring and i know you had to take the time and energy and dig into your emotions and history and path to put it together. And I am grateful for it. And I know you're uh, the readers would be grateful for it. Um, who can tell me where um, any of our listeners can go ahead and purchase um, this book?
4: Yeah, the books uh, really very available on Amazon. Um, it is easily um, it was going to be uh, free up until December fifth, and it was uh, before the launch. So many people were able to download it then. But now people can order it directly from Amazon and also an audible version of that book will be released in, the, in uh, early next year
0: okay excellent excellent so looking forward to the the audible as well i can i can just imagine out walking or trying to work out or on a long drive and able to listen to all the inspirational messages that are enclosed well resilient women thank you so much for joining me in the circle i greatly appreciate your time and i look forward to what's next on your journey